Welcome to the IGDA Twin Cities Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I have some special guests with me today. First off is Tori. I'm not special, but I am a guest. You're a little bit special. Uh, but <laughs> how's it going? And uh, president of the IGDA Twin Cities is Zach. Hello. And we're also inviting a ultra special guest. Uh, you might know him as Kanifi on the internets. Uh, Chris. Why, hello. The interwebs, I like to call it. It's the internet. It's been proven. It's a, the internet is a series of tubes, in case you didn't know that. That was IP, IPv4. <laughs> hey, guys. Happy to have you all here with me. Um, what, anybody been up to anything interesting? I know I've got something to talk about. Let's, Ryan, we never start off with you. Let's start off with you. Oh. Um, now you're putting me on the spot. Okay. Hey, did, did, uh, did anybody see those Steam sales? Oh, God. Yeah, I spent way too much money. That 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 happened. Oh, um, what's your game count at? Uh, I don't know. I know it's forty six dollars worth. That's just the Steam sale. I spent one hundred nineteen dollars and thirty three cents. This Steam sale. But but my my game count is up to three hundred and twelve games. Wow, that's so much. Yeah. Well, the sad thing is, is that every every day I was looking at the indie the indie game bundles they had because I a sucker for this stuff. I love this, whatever. And every day it was, I own all those. Yeah, that's how it was for me too. There was probably like two in there that I didn't own. Yeah, I didn't own Ticket to Ride, and I'm like, I own the board game. I'm. Did you know Ticket to Ride was the only one that wasn't discounted? Yeah, it, was <laughs> still, it came in the pack. The pack was ten bucks, but if you just yeah. bought it alone, it was ten bucks. <laughs> no, it was it was the only game on the sale that wasn't discounted. Yeah. <laughs> huh. And I would have bought it probably if it had been, but I love that game that way. I the digital one or I love the board game. The board game. The board game, yeah. Totally recommend the board game. Anybody that plays Monopoly, stop it. Just don't do it anymore. Quit it. <laughs> but go go out and buy a ticket to ride because you'll be so much happier with yourself. Is it like indie Monopoly? No, it's not. It just it fits that same sort of itch of a of a nice board game with rolling with uh, not rolling dice but like group play. Because Monopoly just sucks. You know it does. Nobody plays it right. And yeah, it sucks. It, Did you see the new version of Monopoly? It's terrible. I don't want to. I will say the card <laughs> version of Monopoly is, is stellar, though. Yeah, it's simple and fun. Yeah, it's simple, and it's, you're done in a half an hour. It's nice. The real game of Monopoly, nobody plays it right, and it just blows, and it's total just luck. It's Candyland. With- so the new version of Monopoly is not you buying, like, real estate. It's you buying expensive real estate. So you're playing as a millionaire buying millionaire states <laughs> so they just added zeros yeah they did and it's like <laughs> oh. and it's like luxury hills that you buy oh. and things like that all right pause uh. the podcast i gotta go to the internet and buy this it's got, <laughs> got more zeros yeah no pass <laughs> um <laughs> now with more zeros yeah all right well other than steam sales um which is funny because I wasn't playing the games I already owned, and so I had to buy more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also got a couple new toys. I got a, a new laptop. I bought a, an Alienware, pretty hot piece of stuff. I actually got the Crisis game. Granted, it's 2008 or whatever, but it runs pretty stellar on my new laptop. So I'm pumped. Little Alienware. And uh, just arrived yesterday. I got a uh, Nexus tablet, the new Google tablet. So hardware fun. Both of which I haven't done a whole lot with yet. But. And otherwise, um, a lot of Fireman Run stuff. So 
the game I'm working with Tori and my buddy Bill on. So hopefully we got a drop dead date of September. Um, so now is it, real, is it a real date or a tentative date? Um, oh, it's well, real, baby. It's is that, real. Is it a soft opening? Is that a real month? We're bricking it. <laughs> I know. Um, given the one night a week. Is that a prison term? <laughs> yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna shank the hell out of this game. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a soft date. It's a something we imposed on ourselves just so we didn't putz around all the time. I, and I said before that this is a at least for me it's um and this is hobby stuff on the side. So it's 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 been just a a playground, but it'd still be nice to make something out of it. So I think like all the tools I've made in Unity, I've made Unity the editor like do a lot of cool stuff. Um, I just it's need true, to start making levels out of it. <laughs> so, yeah. So Yo, I made three, son. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I ripped every one of them apart. Yeah, it felt good, like sandpaper toilet paper. Yeah, okay. Oh, you didn't live in Bolivia, did you? Okay, move on. Let's move on. Um, how about you, Tori? What have you been up to? Um, I've been working on a game called um, Fireman Run, which is a, it's actually pretty cool. Um, working with, with Ryan here, you may have heard of that uh, about a minute ago. And um, I'm working with, <laughs> working uh, with Lake, Lake Home Games too uh, on a game that uh, they're working on and doing uh, audio um, and sound effects for that too. And oh, I, um, They better be using hash tables in that audio shit you're doing, that's all I can say. Oh, I'm still trying to use Pure Data. If anybody's not familiar with Pure Data, it's a it's an open source way of essentially. Um, it's actually for anything. It can be. It's just a way of exchanging information between anywhere. So between video and audio and code, it, you can just send information both ways. Um, but uh, I've, it started as a piece, a uh, way to make um, procedural audio. So I'm trying to learn that right now, and it's hurting my brain. But it'll be pretty cool once. Um, I think anybody wants to get that under control. You're you're like throwing together a couple. Th- All right, so the pure data thing was when Ben visited, right? He mentioned that. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. And yeah. then Lake Home Games is is it Daryl? Yep. Yeah, Daryl. So Daryl did the the hash code uh, sort of sort of random, not random presentation a while back. Yeah. So that's cool. That's one yeah. of the, I, I, I'm just going to pump right now. That's one of the benefits coming to the meetings, man. You know, you get to network a little bit. And I know you've gotten all sorts of gigs out of it. So, yeah, it's been it's been pretty amazing. Like, I, it, it literally has been one of the one of the smartest decisions I've made in my life to go to that first meeting. And uh, by the way, thank you, Zach, for introducing me to people and being like a very awesome welcomer to me, but really anybody that comes into the community. So uh, I want to thank you for that. That's really cool. Yeah, happy to do it. It's uh, it was a big eye opener for me when I used to do Maya stuff to actually get out and see people face to face, rather than on the internet. Yeah, that is nice. Um, so, oh, and other than that, I was just gonna say I've just been doing a bunch of voice acting too. Yeah, you're totally freelance now. So yeah, oh, yeah. are you on summer break too, or are you teaching now again? Uh, it's uh, start teaching on Tuesday again. Yeah. Ah. So yeah, no, it's it's very cool. I'm very happy. You your your challenge is you have to wear clogs into work when you teach next time. Wear, wear clogs <laughs> into work? Yes, because it makes a lot of sound. <laughs> it does make a lot of sound. Yep. Oh, it'll be terrible. I'll have to wear my like midriff as well. That that'll that'll sell it well. 
But um, oh yeah, no, I got a picture. This is <laughs> this is working. Yeah, this is really working. Can you? Will you? Would you mind rollerblades? Uh, rollerblade, rollerblade clocks, cocks. Well, you have to switch out of the rollerblades. That's oh, okay. how you show up. Okay. No, that's and, uh, Hello Kitty backpack. All right, it's done. <laughs> it's is done. All right. <laughs> Look, even looking even more professional for my first day. It's gonna be wonderful. He's our teacher. Good. But uh, yeah, okay, yeah. So it's been cool. Um, awesome. How about Zach. But you. But yourself. I've been kind of busy with uh, nine game stuff, but. Uh myself playing uh, another version of Advance Wars DS game called Days of Ruin. It's inferior, inferior to Dual Strike, we were just discussing before, but still pretty good. How far have you gotten? Which one? And Well, I I love Dual Strike, and then I got Days of Ruin, and I was kind of disappointed. It, uh, yeah, Days of Ruin took a really sharp uh, difficulty swing up after like five or six missions. Um, <laughs> once I got over that, I, I'm somewhere it's gotta be up close to the end it's like 25 or something okay i love games that you they they're good at knowing that you probably developed a strategy and then they screw with you <laughs> yeah i love that that's good days of ruin though um i remember just getting mad at it and it wasn't i don't think because of strategy i think it was you know there was obviously a way to potentially win or whatever but it just was rough and i i gave up because dual strike was so much more fun in my opinion but yeah. uh I only mention it because this last weekend my kid was playing it, and he was complaining at me about how how dumb it was, but he <laughs> but he was still playing it. And then uh, I've resisted playing Minecraft forever and ever, but uh, we got it for Xbox here a month or so back because we can split screen it and then kind of take advantage of the dual licensing uh, when you buy stuff on Xbox. And then we got eight copies for twenty bucks or whatever it was, fifteen. Oh, wow. cool. But uh, cool. it's it's even more unstable on Xbox. <laughs> so, so, just to carry out, like the menus like, break if there's too many players. I'm sold. <laughs> so I'm just curious about like how it <laughs> how <laughs> how it works from a um, like a like I know when I run it at home and my kids do it, they start their own servers and they have control of them and yeah. blah 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 blah. So I'm wondering how in this case of your however you're doing it. Is it one person's can, save, and then that's the? Yeah, you can uh, you can start your world up as invite only, or friends only, or friends of friends, or public, which is a bad idea. Um, and then everybody with an account gets a save essentially in your world for your for their possessions and their status. And then you can have guests too that don't have Xbox Live. Can you do mods? Nope. There's no creative mode and. There's no oh. real modding. Is that stuff going to come, or is it? I doubt it. I mean, they'll they'll get tired of doing updates eventually. I don't know why they would. It's the best selling uh, Xbox Live game, I think, though, of all time. Yeah, I don't Jeez. know why they would. Although creative probably wouldn't be too hard to implement, but it kind of would be. I don't know. Go and get the PC version. <laughs> it's a link to their website. Yeah, right. unless, yeah, unless they're going to do sharing of uh, worlds and files, there's no point really to do in creative, really. Yeah, other than people to do ridiculous shit, which they already can do in, in on the PC version. But yeah, but so mean, no matter no matter when I start playing Minecraft, I play until 2 a.m. <laughs> so I try not to do that very often. 
But you got those cave walls just right, don't you? Well, yeah, it's always some kind of engineering challenge. Like, I got a house made out of lava. Very dangerous. There's <laughs> safety showers. My, my house in the server, we haven't even gotten to you, Chris, yet. But Chris hosts a server yeah. that some of us were playing together on. And I'm, I built, a, a like, a six-story skyscraper. And the corners all have lava. And the center of it is a giant column of lava that lights the whole building all the way down. <laughs> That's awesome. All you hear is burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Zach. You got anything well, else? Well, we uh, we took advantage of some used games there and got uh, copies of Dead Island, uh, which we played, I think, for one weekend right when it came out. It was oh, a rental. Wait. Yeah, I did the Redbox thing. Went went to the town next door, and you would uh, do the Gamefly thing. So we played yeah. for like four nights, like right in a row. And then not again for nine months or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's funny because you you bought it on GameFly used or whatever super deal. I mean Xbox wise, it was thirteen bucks. Yeah. And then the Steam sale came out and it was ten. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're getting achievements though. Yeah, that's true. Totally need my achievement points. Oh God, please not the achievement people. All right, uh, I'm going to introduce you now, Chris. Chris. <laughs> Chris, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey. I would say your last name, but I already established that I would butcher it before. Do you, you want to guess? Um, Figueroa? Yes, that is correct. Hey, I won a prize. You won an achievement. Oh, got to play the sound. <laughs> achievement get. Hey, that's one. Yay. <laughs> achievement get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Well, I'm going to do... Uh, I, I have failed in so many ways. I'm going to do it. All okay. right, Chris... Um, has presented for us before at IGDA. He uh, presented his Kickstarter campaign that was Imagine Me and the success that he had. Um, so I'm hoping you're going to give us a little info about that. But um, Chris also works in the game industry as a, uh, a, a tester, quality assurance. <laughs> yes, an all online QA. Um, which I assume is exactly like Grandma's Boy the movie. Oh, please. Don't <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, the I'm worst pretty, thing ever. Pretty sure. You know how to tighten up graphics? <laughs> yeah, I go to my boss. I go to my boss and say, "Hey, I finished level six through seven. <laughs> are there Barbies everywhere? No. Oh, okay, just checking. But there are Murlocs everywhere. <laughs> Those from Time Machine? Murlocs? They're in everything. <laughs> Excellent. But uh, all right, welcome, Chris. What do you? Yeah, been what's up? Uh, I've been working a lot. <laughs> Um, the game I just finished up is Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD. So um, I've been working on that for six months. Oh, you've been QA on that game, you mean? Yeah. No shit. So that game just came out on 360. So. Yeah, well, I saw your Twitter challenge there with, with, with uh, Ryan, Digitalistic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, as pure a gamer as you can get. That kid is... <laughs> yes. into it so that's interesting to hear that you did qa on it and then you had that that's exchange on online about it then yeah it's really cool it, really it, cool. it you can know that it's a good enough game when ryan goes out and buys xbox live gold in order to get <laughs> achievements for it so yeah no it's uh it's doing okay um it's not the best of what we thought it would but at the same time it's a lot of people have such giant expectations for a game that was a classic in their head when there's no way you can deliver that. Sure. So, but and another thing is is that people are 
reviewing it as a $60 game when it's actually only $15. So oh, that's, an, that's another thing that is kind of there. But overall, it's just average score so far. I think their score on Metacritic is like 60 right now, which isn't the best. But I mean, it's, it's still very enjoyable. It's nostalgic. You know, Joystick doesn't rate it because they consider it a remake. Yeah, and that's and that's not it at all. And a remake would be a sixty dollars game with a much larger budget. So, but uh, it was a really uh, punishing kind of Twitch game. Did they try to compensate for all the TV lag that everybody has now? Uh, yeah, sort of. Uh, <laughs> it uh, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It was it was a rush project essentially, but it it did a really good job for the time that it had and the budget that it had. So it could have been a lot worse, that's for sure. Um, they used the Unreal Engine, and the Unreal Engine helped a lot for just normal things, online play, things that kind of took care of for us. So, so um, I, I know you are just QA tester for this, but it, it, you actually come across like you're a little bit connected or vested. It's kind of interesting. Well, yeah, so how it works is that a, a like the developer, Robomoto, came to Activision and or Activision came to get them, I'm not sure exactly which one, but they deliver us builds, and then we tell them, like, we don't put in bugs saying that this is broken. I mean, we do do that, but we also balance the game. So I balanced all of online and told them, like, this trick happens too fast, or, like, doing this combination is, in, like, something's wrong with it. And so, like, I balance the game. And so it essentially... Becomes like, yours in a way. And yeah, then, yeah, it becomes mine, because yeah. then... I'm the one that's making the feel for it. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, fr- really a friend cool. of mine from high school is a uh, QA, and she was QA on Super Scribble Knots. Oh yeah. And if you type in her name, a little cartoon version of her comes. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's that's pretty damn neat. I thought. I'm like, yeah. I think you should just quit now. You've achieved everything that's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a little digital version of you in a pretty cool game. Yeah. So, is there a skin that we can unlock that is Chris and Tony Hawk? No, there isn't. But my name's in the credits, and I guess that counts, right? That's pretty neat, yeah. That is cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, so I worked on Tony Hawk, um, and I worked on Transformers Fall of Cybertron, which should be out soon. Oh. I think the demo came out for 360 today. Is it any good? Is it like uh, a decent game? It's fantastic, actually. I heard that one of the other, like, the movie sucked, but I heard yeah. that the game actually was really fun. Not this one, but the previous one. Yeah, so... Not- um, heard really good things about Fall of Cybertron, actually. Yeah, so Fall, Fall of Cybertron is the new one, and then War for Cybertron was the older one, actually, which is the first one in the series. Did you do any with that? No, I was okay. I started working at Activision right after that game left. So. Okay. But I worked on the Dark of the Moon game, which was from the same company, and that was actually really fun, too. And But Fall of Cybertron is fantastic, and I would recommend getting it on PC. If you have a great PC, it looks absolutely beautiful. And cool. it's so fun to play online. So um, that's what I've been working on those two games. Well, other ones too, but I can't talk about those. So, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so yeah, what games are those? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me just tell you the name of those. <laughs> Darksiders 2? No. Ah. No. <laughs> I don't think it's the right studio even. No, it's not. They have some fucking stellar trailers for that one. I'll tell you what. I don't even. I. I. I don't know. Doesn't. Not quite my game, but those trailers make me want to play that game. Yeah, they're doing their job. That's for sure. Yeah. 
so yeah, I've worked on those two games, and then I've been working a lot at like doing contract work and then working at Activision, so I really don't have time for a lot of stuff. But I also work on a game, a side project with uh, another Ryan, Digitalistic, and um, we did our first real multiplayer test the other day, and it worked, so we were fantastic, and we were just happy. It was awesome. Um, but we'll have more information on that, too, later. It doesn't have a name or anything right now. Is it but, still a Silly Hats game? Uh, it involves hats, yes. Okay. It involves hats. So, um, All right. Well, well um, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he teased me about it a while back, and I sent him a clip of the Don Hertzfeld thing. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yep. I did see that. Silly hats only. <laughs> um, Which is hilarious. I haven't seen that in so long. He actually signed you up for uh, September, too, did he tell you? Yep, he did tell me that. <laughs> so we are <laughs> we are working for a workable demo for that. So Cool. Yeah, we're, um, we're actually, it's kind of good. We have all multiplayer working. So now it's just content-wise that we need to get going. So that's what we're trying to get. Cool. So, um... You know, I, I, I want to know some updates about Imagine Me. Yeah, a lot of pre-production. Uh, I've been, I had Unity working perfect with it and stuff, and then I don't. I tried to make some changes, and something happened. So I'm kind of backtracking a little right now, and trying to get it stable enough so that I can keep going further. I don't want to keep going further if it's not in a stable condition. So. Okay. What do you? Do you use version control at all? Yes, I do. I use S- I use SVN. I don't use okay. Git. So. Yeah, but we use SVN as well. Yeah, I use Git, but I, I don't know. I just never took the time to learn it. So. Yeah, I like the the SVN directory thing versus the Git. Full yeah. Directory thing. So. But I heard Git's amazing, so I really need to learn it, or someone needs to teach me it. So. I think it's a familiarity thing. I mean, you can take advantage out of either one. Just you have to kind of do yeah. use it. But yeah, we use uh, I use SVN for everything, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, getting comfortable with everything. And I don't want to. It's kind of like my baby project, I guess you can call it. So yeah, this is the the one you got Kickstarter funding for, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming part of that Kickstarter money bought you Unity Pro. Yeah. Well, yeah, essentially, and then the other part of it helped me with like Photoshop and a Photoshop license and stuff like that. So. I thought those were free online. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> On a torrent site? <laughs> yeah, hackers is with two Zs. <laughs> so yeah, that's what uh, that's what I've been doing. Just a uh-huh. lot between yeah, being at Activision and working on another game and so on. So it's a lot of work. I was gonna say it doesn't sound like you have time to play games, but your job is kind of playing games. So not really. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> I know it's not. I can trust that. I need to change the elves on level six. Two different. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I, it's actually like one of my secret passions to like get uh, IGDA group to watch Grandma's Boy <laughs> together somewhere. <laughs> we would all just hate it. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought that movie was so funny, stupid. It's so bad, but it's hilarious. I don't it know. That's me. It is funny and it's so wrong, but that's okay. It's like office space. Might as well throw in hackers while we're at it too. Hackers, oh, and then we just had to watch Idiocracy because it's a great <laughs> movie. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, since we have Zach here, I'm going to put him on the spot and make him talk about uh, the July meeting and what happened there. Um, How do you like that transition? 
<laughs> so Justin Peck from the Conquer team talked about uh, quite in depth on uh, uh, tips for Kickstarter campaign stuff that I never would even bother to try to think about. Like uh, you want to start in the second half of the month because everybody's paycheck. The first one goes to rent and the second one's mm-hmm. got some extra money. And you want to start on a Monday or Tuesday because uh, that's when the email boxes aren't full. Everybody's hmm. goofing off. Just lots of things like that that I wouldn't even uh, I wouldn't he, even thought twice about any of those things. He did have some interesting statistics and a psychological spin to reasoning. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting, actually. I think it's a lot more complicated than that, but that stuff is still an interesting look into it. Yeah. Just all the, all the little things you can do to up, up your odds. So can you explain what exactly their their Kickstarter is? So so Conquer, uh, they've been working on that for a while. They presented, um, Andy presented maybe nine months back, ten months back. Um, yeah, it was almost a year ago. Uh, Geosocial game of world domination. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like Risk, but it takes into account, you know, where you are with your, uh, you know, physically in the world. And so they, they've got this big uh, set of regions based off of real map data. And um, you just kind of fight and take over areas. And um, So is it, I mean, I, I played it for a little bit at the meeting way back when, but um, not since. But it, it, it's sort of like a four-square battle for mayorship, but with weapons, right? Whereas like four-square, yeah, you just need to check in and check in all that. the time. Yeah. yeah, it's got gaming elements to actually, because um, yep. you team up on your teams and then you try to conquer areas with your yep. team or whatever and yeah and it the, the it's not out for android yet so i haven't played it but ios and uh and winphone 7 uh f- funny enough because they got some guys that come from a microsoft background well you can do the the html5 on android that's over oh okay oh that's over i'm pretty sure yeah you mean you can't do it that anymore well, because the, the well, the HTML was for everything, but that was that beta, and now it's now that it's out on the on the stores, and they don't have that that beta anymore. Oh, okay, so it's not on Android. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not gonna play it on my PC. I don't drag my PC anywhere. So. <laughs> they will have it. They will have it eventually. It's being worked on, but they don't have yeah. an ETA yet. So yeah. their actual um, their actual Kickstarter was for uh, a tablet version that is kind of a totally different interface on the same world. You get a wider view and need to see more regions and a little more strategic, uh, broader view of what's going on. So I thought that yeah. was interesting. How are they doing? I haven't even seen the, the Kickstarter. Yeah. They so got they're, like... they're a ways off, but you know, uh, the way he was describing it, I guess that's really pretty common is you get a push at the beginning and you get nothing in the middle. And no, it's hopefully... common for me. It was common for sure. Yeah, and, and hopefully you get a big push at the end and a lot of momentum. Yeah, yeah. Last, last time I looked, they were at 21 days to go, and they were about a quarter or a fifth of the way. Hold on, I'll look right now. They are 32% and 22 oh, days good. left. So they still have a long ways to go, but, I mean, there's a giant spike at the end, and that's what you hope for. He did, uh, he did take Marty's... Uh, Suggestion and throw a cheaper T-shirt tier on there. Mm. Oh, I don't awesome. even know how many uh, black T-shirt Marty has. He's gonna have like two hundred. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all with Tetris figures on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So this one doesn't have Tetris stuff on it. So, but okay. So Marty, like literally, the guy has like seventy backed Kickstarter projects. That guy is insane. So he is backed just about everything. That's cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I was talking to him about it because I was trying to get him to like go and back something that I had backed that I kind of wanted to get successful. And um, he's like, "Yeah, I saw that. I just backed so many things. I." I had not interested. <laughs> and I'm like, damn you. Do it anyway. Well, you get a, that's the thing. It's like, uh, if you back it, you get something out of it. So that's what people like. Maybe. Yeah, essentially, maybe. Maybe get something out of it. Yep. Yeah. But then you wouldn't lose anything if it didn't happen. So. Exactly. No, because they could take your money and then not do it. That's true, too. So, but I haven't heard that really happening. No, it would probably be a pretty big deal if it was in the million-dollar range. Yeah. But, I mean, if it was $2,000 and it never happened, there's not probably not a lot of people that would make a big stink to make it notable enough. Yeah. So, I, like, um, I got a letter in the mail the other day of a class-action lawsuit that was won against Google, and so I got a check. Hmm. So much? <laughs> 53 cents. Ooh. Whoa. It is not worth the gas to drive it to the bank to cash it. <laughs> it's I'm like <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, that's a little bit off. So yeah, I will say, uh to get back on topic a little bit, I thought that Justin's presentation, he did awesome. He was extremely yeah. good at it. So you can tell not, he's really done a lot of speaking. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to do presentations. Um, and he was spot on with it, with repeating questions, which is something that I even struggle with. Um, and he did great. So his presentation style was awesome. He did, definitely got me pumped in a way, too. So I will give him a shout out for that. I wish him luck. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like I said, there's a giant spike at the end, so that's what you really hope for. Hey, Tori, you weren't working with them at all with regards to sound, were you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did most of their sound, and I did their uh, the in-game music. Ah, who haven't you worked with? Uh, Barbara Streisand. I'm still working on that one. <laughs> hoping it's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so I may. Hey, guys, everybody but Tori, you guys know who? Um, oh my gosh, I'm totally. Well, Fire Games is right. Yes, of course. Yep. He's got those awesome videos that shows like his progress as his in his alpha or whatever. For overgrowth? Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? His, yeah, I backed the alpha a long time ago. Yeah, his videos are amazing. So I make the mistake of showing Tori one one day. And he's like, Oh yeah, look at this one. And then we watch it a little bit and it's Tori's voice. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the damn video. <laughs> so Tori went and did like some sound shit for for Wolffire. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> No, do you no. want to hear a funny story about them? So, um, so I was in Sweden and I uh, missed my flight, so I had to stay in the airport for 24 hours, which was just a nightmare. But uh, the, no one was there like to talk to. Like, so I had to call my mom and like a couple other people. But one of the only people that would talk to me online was one of the guys from Wolfire Games. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, so he talked to me for a while, and he's just like, yeah, I really don't know anyone over there. Otherwise, I'd like... Or anyone that's near the airport. Otherwise, I would totally like have you stay with them. <laughs> so we just talked about his game and stuff like that. It was pretty fun. 
Yeah, I love Wolfire. Just his videos are amazing. He does such an awesome job of summarizing stuff into a minute or two. And yeah, yeah. I drool over his videos because well, yeah, that's, just that's, interesting. It's the totally make is insane too. It's totally not my game. Like I don't think that it looks like something I would really enjoy playing. But oh, watching karate rabbits. Yeah, karate rabbits. But I mean, watching him talk about it, and he yeah. shows volumes and sound and sight volumes and random rays that determine i'm like this is he's awesome this stuff is just great yeah it's fantastic tori how did you get hooked up with that i i auditioned and i i didn't i didn't even know what it was at the time but they're just they're te- <laughs> they're testing out voice so i think they i think they picked three or four people and they were just going to see how they what voice was like for the game so um there's there's a couple videos out there one where i was doing like some punching sounds and one that I was like making some voices for, I don't know, some wolves. So uh, I don't think they're going to do voice work because it doesn't really seem like it fits very well. Yeah. Um, they might do it in the cinematics, but um, yeah, it was just commentary version like Valve. Oh, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) But um, yeah, so that, no, really, really cool guys though. Yeah, I just thought that was pretty neat. I would love that. That'd be like my little pocket claim to fame kind of thing in my <laughs> in my nerdy total sort of little way i'm surprised you didn't pull it out sooner kind of thing yeah because uh yeah tori's all over the place with his sound stuff so yeah what the heck if i had Just... money it would be there <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's all good no i no i just i just push myself on people and then then hope they they make a bad judgment and let me in and then it usually it, it works well he's working with me for free so right (laughs) hey that's that's how that's how everything started that's how i started everything so that i don't know that's that's one of the best advice someone ever gave me is like the the way to get anywhere is you just got to give a lot of work away for free well you got to be i my opinion is you just got to really like what you're doing well yeah yeah and you obviously do and it ends up working to your advantage because i think people that just enjoy the things they do like what's his name from um the man show, you know, Ziggy Zaggy, Ziggy Zaggy. Oh, yeah. Just the yeah, guy yeah. who can drink beer super fast. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. He ends up, there's, he's good at it. And guess what? There ends up being, let's make a show about it. <laughs> yeah, Not really. But I mean, yeah. he ended up dying, <laughs> you know, old age, <laughs> yeah. but drinking beer like mad because he could for people's entertainment. That's and true. That's just, it doesn't always happen, of course, but. I mean, everybody's got to have heroes. Yeah, something to aspire to, like yep. the Ziggy Zaggy guy. <laughs> I'm more of a three sheets person. If that show is. <laughs> he literally just travels the world and drinks alcohol, and then he goes like wherever he's at in the country, he does whatever those people think is a good hangover cure. <laughs> oh God! Oh, well, okay, that's yeah. that could be terrible. It yeah, sounds it's like, something like uh, David tells up all night. Insomniac. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. For somehow we got from Conquerors Kickstarter into drinking. Sounds like a normal day. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, since you're here, Zach, can you say anything about what's going to happen next meeting? Sure. You probably got so, uh, oh. August. Um, get uh, main speaker uh, August Brown, who works at Congregate, and he's going to talk about making good achievements. Is he local? Uh, yeah. So yep, he, he works remote for them. Okay. And um, that's basically his main job right now is is making achievements. And uh, not everybody's familiar. 
Kyrie got bought by GameStop, I think, a year ago, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now they're part uh, of their network. Yeah. It hasn't changed as much as I thought it would. They're being kind of careful with it, I think. Um, yeah, and then member project, member project, uh, uh, new guy, I'm going to butcher his last name, Nate Gerchuk. Um, he's showing off an in progress, um, a mobile game that's, uh, kind of a, it, it's an interesting hybrid, kind of a cross a, like Pokemon and Scrabble, kind of a, a letter, you know, word building game. Um, and then it's got some collectible stuff built into it too. Um, so he's going to show that off and actually, uh, he was looking for some feedback. So I think it's a cool opportunity as well as a good way to, you know, introduce himself to everybody. Yeah, I think it's a neat idea. You build your stack of cards. I mean, he'll, he demoed it at the, the, the bar after the, the meeting last, last month. So real quick demo and then signed up for the next member project, but I think it looks interesting and I'm super interested about the congregate thing. So looks like a good month next month. Yes, I hope I can make it. <laughs> Just call in sick, they'll never know. Oh, I'd love to. It's called <laughs> money. You need this thing. <laughs> that damn stuff. No, it's terrible. Why can't it just be a freeloader? I know. <sighs> well, things bad. like Steam sales happen, and yeah, yeah, I got to start saving up for next year. Oh. I don't think there's anything more for me to buy. <laughs> That's what I don't always I tell myself that every time, and then it hits <laughs> noon, and there's more. Oh, you know what? I didn't mention it. Okay, so over the weekend, it was we. I went canoeing. It was a camping weekend for oh, me. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> and uh, so I'm I'm float, floating down the river. All right. So the night before, I'm actually at the hotel of a casino, and I'm I bought the fear pack uh, on my phone. <laughs> and then the next day, I'm floating down the river trying to check the flash deals, and I'm getting like no reception, <laughs> no reception. On but a camping trip, I'm in the middle of camping trip. Like I got my plastic baggie with my phone <laughs> in case I fall in the water. I got it. It's probably gonna be okay. Um, and Quantum Conundrum went on sale for like you know seventy percent off or something like that. So it's a great game. I I've heard good things, and I like Kim Swift. So. So I'm excited to see it. And so I'm floating down the river, like I'm sitting there for like 10 minutes, just waiting for the damn thing to load. And then it load, I'm like, quantum conundrum, click, buy. And then, of course, I have to log into Steam in order for, oh, it was just a nightmare. But I got it. Was I it worth it. it? Was it worth it? I haven't played it yet. <laughs> never going to play it. I'm never yeah, going to no, play uh, it. I've actually got an advanced strategy. I've got a milder version of the Ryan disease. And uh, I buy everything as a gift. And then no. if I never get around to installing it, I can still give it away. Wow, That's I never thought idea. about that. That's a fantastic idea. You don't really good idea. you don't want to see my pile of gift stuff. I've got like twenty <laughs> pages of gift codes for games. I should give one away on the podcast right now. I got a cop another copy oh. of balls I could give away. Oh, I have a key the code ball. to Dust Five One Four for PSN. Oh, you haven't gotten rid of that yet? I have so many of them. Oh no. I have five. Well, if I had a shoot. PlayStation, I'd uh, I'd take it. But uh... it's actually fantastic if you're into that. So, oh, give me a code and I'll throw it up on the IGDATC pod uh, Twitter. I know I I gave away a copy of um, Trauma, and that like I was surprised at the number of private messages I got. Yeah, People... I gave away the I gave away two codes to Tony Hawk 
recently, and they were gone in seconds. Hmm. I don't know how people find that stuff. Yeah, from people that I don't even know how they follow me. Yeah. <laughs> the, I got, the first person that responded to me was from Russia, and I'm like, tried to respond back to him, but I couldn't message him privately because he's not on my list. Oh. And so I gave it to the second person because, oh, no, that first person wouldn't let me IM him private. So. Oh, yeah, because they have to follow you. Yeah, so I ended up giving it to the second person because this was open enough that I could just do it. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend all this extra time. I just want to get rid of the code. And plus, Mr. Guy in Russia that's only tweeted eight times. <laughs> Sorry. I'll give it to the, the kid in Chicago that's tweeted a thousand times. <laughs> Sorry. But that's the way I roll. <laughs> all right. Um, so, uh, I picked a couple topics that we could talk about tonight. I think the biggest one, at least in my opinion, and it's right in the theme, it's, um, it's in Kickstarter. It's the, the console that kind of came out of nowhere and exploded on Kickstarter. The, the Ouya, I think it's pronounced. Nope. Booya? Oya. Nope. Oya? Well, the email no. I got, cause I'm, I'm backing it. I'm backing it at the $130 level. So I get the console and two remotes if they ever do it um I th- they for sure will yeah i'm pretty sure they will they were only asking for uh three quarters of a million and they're up to like six million or something now almost six yeah um i thought it was ouya because the email said something like it's pronounced like booyah but it's o- oya oya whatever it doesn't matter i don't care <laughs> it'll just become whatever um so like and another Kickstarter that's going on right now is Penny Arcade. And, and I only mention that sort of right now because Penny Arcade had like a sort of scathing um, like response about the Ouya and how they didn't trust it and stuff. And so the Internet was like all over the place. Like they raised all this money, but lots of people are just completely distrusting of it in a way. Or at least people like Penny Arcade. Um, well, they're also fighting against it too. Yeah, yeah. Fighting against it? Well, yeah, their Kickstarter's up at the same time. Oh, okay, yeah, right. I I wouldn't actually think of it as fighting it, but I guess it could be. I would, because during their Kickstarter, they told the Kickstarter why Oya was not a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, actually. Are you serious? Think of it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, their 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 thing about it is just awful. That's terrible. It should be like it's like open source, like be for it. Yeah, but a lot of people are like. I mean, consumer-wise, a lot of people aren't excited about it because just the specs for it, they're like, oh, that isn't enough for to even run this game in this game. And I just don't think a lot of people realize that we're at the point where we can make great games without the amazing specs. Like, back in 2000, it was, we needed more hardware to make better stuff. But now we have phones, and we, we have barely anything, and we have amazing games. So Our standards have dropped significantly. People should should keep that in mind. <laughs> I think there's something to be said for games that aren't, you know, the big giant interactive 3D experiences that are consoles now. And I think Oya is putting itself in a place and they're beating the consoles to the free to play kind of thing. And yeah. I, and I'm sort of scared of this. Like I I'm fearful that Oya was just going to be a whole bunch of these in-app purchases kind of crap. But it also is probably where these consoles are probably trying to go anyway as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to do in-app like in-app stuff on consoles only there's a few of them but yeah but yeah they're just not right for it 
Um, and here's one that kind of, I, I hope that they can do it well, put good they will. out there. And I think that the, the free to play market, it's, it's into the living room and on the TV. And I think they're beating everybody to it. Yeah, and it's, people got to remember though that free to play just has a bad vibe on on phones, and I don't. I think that Boya's original intent is not to have anything like that. They just they want to deliver good games, and developers do whatever they want too. So I mean, if a developer really cares, they're going to put a game, good game out there. So. But there's good. It's going to be all over the place, and they. I mean, Ouya themselves have been saying the whole free to play thing is like one of their main selling things, which is okay. You can make good free play free-to-play games, I mean... Right, you absolutely can. I, League I, of Legends. And my interpretation was that they mean something's free, like a demo or a limited-time yeah. mode. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the... You don't, you don't have to sell people two kinds of coins. Yeah, it's yeah, not like you need seven coins to play this game, and they only give you six when you download it, so... Well, and they're, they're not really even trying to compete with, like, the Xbox 720 or something like that. I mean, maybe in some some way, but... I, at least the feeling I get is that they're more little indie, smaller company based. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are competing and not competing at the same time because, yeah. you know, I mean, it, like my TV only has so many inputs, right? That's yeah. just the way it is. And there is going to be some competition there already. And, and yeah. TVs are already coming out with super smart stuff. And Roku has games on it. And Google yeah. TV, you know, as unsuccessful as it sort of was, it's coming out. What's, what's the one, Zach, that you had just like forwarded that's coming out like it's pre-ordered oh, now yeah vizio is gonna sell a box for 100 bucks with a nice looking remote yeah i mean that looks like a sweet little like plus up to the google tv and i'm like that's pretty cool i i definitely see Uya as as having a place in there that could potentially you know be it's also um it's also on live compatible oh, the, wow. you're talking about that's, the that's vizio clever thing yeah yeah oh, okay well, the, and the other thing is too, if they're if the way at least I see it, if they're trying to appeal not to, you know, whatever the so much the PS3 crowd or Xbox 360, 720, you don't have to have these amazing specs because your developers can't afford to make AAA graphics all the time. So it doesn't even matter that it doesn't have the most amazing specs because they won't be able to, unless you have terrible code, you won't be able to really use it, you know, to an incredible amount. Yeah, I don't think that they're 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 not aiming at the hardcore gamer. Yeah, they don't. Well, want... I just I just mean the critiques against the the hardware are kind of dumb because it's missing the point. Right. It exactly. Is. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's people making arguments about it's only what uh, one gigabyte of RAM. I think, you know, like put more in it, but which yeah. of course would be better. But we're not we're not Crytek who thinks that the next console needs 16 gigs. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. That'd be awesome, though. Oh, remember when when the <laughs> when the Wii was first announced? Everybody's like, "That they're trying to make a console out of that. That's not going to fly. That's going to sink like, you know, poopy." Yeah. And uh, it did, uh, you know, kind of good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I got high hopes for it. Yeah, I bu- I bought in, and um. Sort of it as as really as a curiosity or whatever, but um, I think it 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 could be good. I like that there's potentially a way for indies to get games on something like that. Yeah, that are beyond the experience of just playing on your phone or or at your computer. You know what I mean? So yeah, 
and it's it's really hard to do that in any venue otherwise at the time at right now i can't think of a way i mean indie games on um xbox live is kind of like an attempt but really ended up becoming a really crappy place in my opinion they'll well, they they can't go all in on that because it would cannibalize their Xbox Live Arcade games for twenty bucks. True, true. So they kind of keep it off in the ghetto. Yeah, but I have to imagine that that the next step, even for Microsoft, has to be to embrace that stuff more and just I take the so. cut and just take the cut. They they're going to end up, in my opinion, yeah, okay. So these fifteen or twenty dollar games on. Uh, uh, Xbox Live Arcade, they're just now in the same bucket as, as you know, Pep the Kitty, or whatever. <laughs> they just charge more, and they have to decide that whole race to the bottom kind of thing. Same going on in mobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my opinion. I don't know. I don't know if they can do it or will do it. And it, it like I can make arguments in both directions because I like sort of the quality you can kind of expect out of a Xbox Live Arcade title versus an Xbox. Uh, indie game you know they are definitely generally different but I think the spirit of the indie game has never been actually fully realized like it'd be awesome if a game like did really well on on Xbox Live or X, the Xbox Indie if it actually got promoted to an Xbox Live arcade title but there's been like two or three but yeah not... those are always in the dream build play thing or whatever though yeah. So it's been like dishwasher and you know whatever, but anyway, I'm bringing it back to to the Ouya. I'm I'm excited to see it and for $99, I'm 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 willing to try it. Yeah, and that's a terrific uh it's a bit of hardware for 100 bucks, nice nice controller and extra TV. Yeah, I mean, even if it ends up just being on the spare TV in the basement or kids' room or something, it's, you know, it's a little bit more expensive than a Roku box, but does a little bit more, in my opinion, too. So, I could see it replacing my Google TV, potentially. Well, maybe not, if it doesn't do TV stuff through the pipe or whatever, but. All right. Um, well, I, and I... I I mentioned briefly the Penny Arcade because they had a pretty scathing review of the Ouya, which I thought was in poor taste, honestly. But, um, and you made a great point, <laughs> Chris. And the whole, like, you know, you make a blog post and you let people comment on it. They're often really funny. And a whole bunch of it, it was about Penny Arcade selling out, um, which is what their Kickstarter is actually titled, Penny Arcade Sells Out. <laughs> um, and they're intent was that they sell out to you as somebody who donates but um i didn't look into it too much but it kind of gave me a sour taste in my in my mouth in my opinion but what do you guys think what i haven't i haven't really heard anything about it so what what what's the scoop on their thing on their kickstarter someone want to explain it yeah, go for it, Chris. I think you might know a little bit more than me. Uh, I really don't know my, that much either, but it's uh, essentially just them wanting to go back to their roots, I guess you can call it, and they want to just bring their website back to what it used to be, but they need people to give them money to get rid of it. 
to get rid of the way that it is now. Um, yeah, but because, how, and and here's the kicker: how much money do they need in order to do it? Yeah, which is a ton. Um, hold on, I'm looking right now. They asked for two hundred fifty thousand dollars minimum. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand dollars minimum, and they have three hundred seventy-four thousand right now. And, and the thing that really bothered me, and it's sort of smart, but it bothered me in a way, is that they have these like tiers of. So once they hit, say four hundred thousand dollars, it opens up another achievement level. Yeah, and people have done that happens. for a while. Yeah, and so they've got this little map that shows that once it reaches this price, this will happen, and. And I'm just like, really? Once it reaches half a million dollars, then you'll remove ads from your website? Yeah. I'm like, it just kind of gags me. I don't know how much money they make off ads. I don't. Um, and I can really appreciate the idea that um, a site is not tied to their ads in a way. Kind of like the whole Jeff Gertzman thing way back with the, was it GameStop and Kenan Lynch? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Where he wrote a sort of bad review of it, but yet the whole website was plastered with Keenan Lynch advertisements. <laughs> so it was it sort of detrimental to his career, but ultimately awesome Short for term. his career. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I can appreciate like disconnecting from advertisements, but at the cost of $500,000 to yeah, people to donate. Money. Yeah. It's a lot of money for a year. I don't know. Then they'll do it again. Yeah. I just don't, and this isn't the first Kickstarter they've done. They've done numerous Kickstarters. Yeah. They definitely and, are taking advantage of their community. And they really don't give you anything until $25 or more when you donate. And I wouldn't even call that really like a really big thing because you just get a digital version of a book. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, and like number 15 is stupid and like Gabe will <laughs> shout out your name as he chases a duck is number one. Like, It's just like not even really real rewards until you get to like $75 or more. Yeah, one of them is he will think about you while having sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is just weird. It's Wait, funny. I, I, I thought them. it was funny. Like, they're they're funny guys, and they do yeah. some funny like, stuff. I, I, I thought it was funny, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I cannot, I, I wanted to, to think that, yeah, they're sticking it to the man or whatever, but I just felt like they were not, that they're just taking advantage of their community. Yeah. And I don't even think they realize it. You know, I, I wonder if they could look back to their roots and then see it and what they've become, if they would, how they would feel about it. But if they'd go like, we're asking for half a million dollars to take ads off our website? Yeah, that's kind of outrageous. Yeah. Well, they made their goal, so yeah, they're going to put their website out as open source. If you can call it that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. All right, so we were talking um, Steam summer sales a little bit, and, and so I had a, a, a thought, and I read an interesting article about it, um, and the question was, is it good or bad for devs to put their apps at significant discount? Like, do you, in order to compete, does everybody have to do it, essentially? And and in addition, is it basically bad? So, and it's I mentioned it before, the race to the bottom, which is kind of this like, um, the 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 mobile thing where like every app has to be ninety nine cents regardless, or free, or free, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's this race to just be really cheap, 
regardless of how much effort you put into it. And so some people are under the opinion that this sale stuff like this is sort of an additional race in that same kind of way. But um, I read an article at, at Gamma Sutra that kind of contradicted that, and I thought it was really interesting. So I thought I'd ask you guys what you think about it. Do you think it's good for devs, or do you think it's uh, potentially bad for them? Uh, I think it's fantastic. I think it's good for them. Because um, not only does it create a community because you have a wider audience, but also you're helping them out because they don't have to pay as much. And I'm sure that it, I mean, I know that it, aver it averages itself out or does more than its original sale. But they also say that when you put a game on sale and then it goes back to its original price, that more people are likely to buy it even after the sales. Oh, done. really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's got so, like a tail. It, yeah, so it's like people, yeah. yeah, people know that you're not just trying to get the full price all the time. It's, you know, so that's kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, the, the Gamma Sutra article had awesome stories from developers and stuff. And it included ones with even games like like that came out four years ago. They end up with huge bumps. Yeah. Huge bumps in, in sales. And that's money that they probably wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Yeah. yeah. The, I, I, it's um... awesome that, that they're able to do that. And if you think about like the way game market and movie market and all this, it's really all aimed at your opening day that's your success is your opening day and everything you know you end up with your big number at the end but your opening day is what defines kind of you know especially in the movie industry but um i think the steam sale thing shows that you can actually end up with significant income in the long run over over extended periods of time um and keep your numbers booming you know yeah and then they were saying how you shouldn't look at it as a lost customer you should look at it as or like a lost sale, you should look at it as reaching out to someone that has would normally not get the game because it's they don't want to pay full price. True. So. Oh, it's exactly it. Oh, I'm the guy that's on the canoe trying to buy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. You're getting the funny looks, like what are you doing? I'm trying to buy a video game. Leave me alone. <laughs> right now, shouldn't you be rowing so we don't ride into that rock? Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, it's it's pretty. I, th I think it's a good thing, and it was really nice to hear that it was a good thing because um, I know that I have this, at least me personally, I have this um, more interest in watching a movie if it's newer or playing a game if it's newer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but Steam sort of promotes that stuff too, and, and I'm a sucker for a sale, so. We all are. Um. Steam is doing something else interesting, too. Um, somebody had mentioned it. Project Greenlight? Yep. It's a new submission process for games. And rather than just, like, emailing them or going to their contact information and saying, I want my game on Steam, they are kind of doing a um, community thing where you put your game up and you update your game, and then people give it votes and user reviews, and you kind of get to a certain goal number and that will help you get to getting on steam eventually so, so um i mean i use desura a bit but yeah. not a whole lot is it at all related in in because like one of the things i think is neat but i haven't really looked at it all that much but but desura has like a alpha funding way so you can yeah. have your game and it's eventual release but it's in development and you can like buy it and get all the updates right through desura 
as it's being developed. Yeah, and it's, it's not like. really like that. It's more like think of you putting your game up and you can give people playable builds, you can give people videos, you can give them pictures and so on and say, like, rate my game and this is what we have going for it and this is what we plan to do and then people will give you votes and the more votes you get, the closer you get to Steam being like, okay, like, here's a contract with us and here's your game that will be approved soon. Right. So. I'm a little bummed out by that. Honestly. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Um, I wonder like, there's obviously a loophole. I think because like Activision isn't going to go to them and be like, well, let's put Prototype yeah. Three on there, you know? Oh yeah, there's so that. Or let's put Call of Duty Call of Duty Black Ops Two on there. Like obviously there's something else there that we're not seeing. So, so like to compare it a little bit to the whole the way Xbox indie games works, is it's a community thing as well, sort of. And, and it's, in my opinion, one of the worst things about it because you, like, you want an active community about stuff, but I don't really have a whole lot of time to be active in a community like that. And you need to, in order to get your game tested and approved, you need to work through that and with the community in order for that to happen. And um, that's just a huge potential roadblock, in my opinion, because nobody's going to help you unless you're part of the community. And if you're not, then, and if you're yeah. not a part of the community, you're right, and and so you need to then be part of the community and help others so that, that other people will see that you. It just seemed like such a time commitment when I'd rather just be making a good game, versus like, and it's it's not that I don't want to be part of that community. It's just that it's hard to find time and dedication in order to do that versus the other things. So, I'm con I'm concerned that this like. Fireman Run is something that I have considered making a, you know, a Steam thing or just looking into and seeing what it entails. And the Project Greenlight thing kind of makes me go, oh, man. Yeah, that's your only option now. So. It's, it's like I don't want to have to manage a popularity contest in a way. Yeah. Because that's not entirely it, my personality of things. But the way you should look at it is like... You're comparing it to something like Kickstarter or something like that, which is understandable, but you have to remember that Steam has the audience already that you're yeah. looking for. Whereas on like Kickstarter, you're fighting for everything. So you're fighting not even just against games, you're fighting against any other Kickstarter that's on there. So yeah. And on here, they don't have to really put money in either. They don't have to at all, actually. So that's something different also. So it's it's I'm going to have to look closer at it. Yeah, it's oh. interesting. I think there's going to be good and bad about it. And I think that another thing to worry about is like the white knights of Reddit, which are interesting. Yeah. So, which all they do is look for new things and upvote it. And then they send their white knight army and they all like upvote it together. So, oh, gotcha. That's, huh. that's kind of interesting. So, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. 4chan army kind of stuff. Yeah, it really is that. So, they're like, let's do this, and then like all seven hundred of them go do it. So, well, maybe we'll get a Sanjaya game. That'd be pretty awesome. Sanjaya oh. from uh, American Idol. <laughs> yeah, that remember he? Yeah, that yeah, what you're that, referring to. Yeah, he had those that that uh, like bunch of people just decided since they felt he sucked that he should just stay on. So they just organized and kept voting for him. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. 
<laughs> that's totally the way that stuff's set up to be. <laughs> Which is funny. Right, well, um, I know Zach had uh, some hardware specs that information that I, I, I find kind of interesting, especially with the upcoming um, Wii U release. It's supposed to be this holiday season and stuff. So, And I know Zach really loves the numbers behind hardwares. So what, do you, what, what, what have you heard, Zach? Sure. So the, the Wii U is obviously the one that's the most real. Um, there's been some leaks that are based on the, the dev kits and SDKs that are going out. Um, the best part of it is it's got uh, 32 megs of eDRAM. Um, eDRAM is crazy, crazy fast. Uh, that's what the 360 had in there. Uh, it only had 10 megabytes, though, so you couldn't actually do a full 1080p buffer. You could do 720 uh, uh, with four times multi-sampled, or you can do uh, something like two-thirds of a 1080p back buffer, and then you had to do a second pass for the rest. And that's why we never got any of those games in 1080p, other than kind of crummy ones with static background. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the other kind of fun fun fact was uh, talking about the, the gamepad which is what they call their controller with the screen in the middle. And uh, the the touchpad and the screen on it is super low latency. So some of the oh, people cool. that analyzed the E3 demos frame by frame noticed that stuff would happen on the gamepad before it happened on the TV because, of course, HDTVs are notorious for being laggy. Well, um, I hadn't heard it was the E3 thing, but, I mean, that's also a problem with any, like, uh, trade show setup too is you don't really know what it's going through in um, its hardware loop for getting it to that screen unless it's going well, unless it was literally just going right to a TV screen um, even if it is uh, TVs themselves will lag pretty much any input you give them unless it's a plasma right but I mean you put anything in between and then you just confound that further yeah so I mean and that's often the case in any of these displays that are of any extravagance you know what I mean so, I, I'm just making that I, as a as a as a potential point or whatever. But you're right about the the television having some some um, lag. And it's a it's a big deal to me because I like the music games and a little bit of the fighting games. Um, so I actually returned a couple TVs that that I couldn't get the lag low enough on. Um, but uh, that's that's the same reason now too why. Uh, why you can't actually have, you know, rhythm games and fighting games other than, like, Rock Band, which is pre-recorded audio, and then you adjust your latency, and you pretend you're playing along with the music, but actually, you know, you're behind it, and it just allows you to do that. Mm -hmm. When you get to the drum fills, you freak out. The drum fills, yeah, and then all of a sudden you hear yourself, and there's you end up slowing down trying to and everybody gets off beat <laughs> because yep. the drummer's trying to solo. Uh, I'm getting off topic, but... Um, and then the, the Xbox and Sony stuff is, is up in wacky land uh, with some of the different things we're talking about. It seems like there's a really good chance that one or both of them won't be a normal console. Um, Sony, but uh, I, I can't pronounce it, but I think it's Gaikai, which is just like on live, essentially, video streaming. But uh, to the tune of about $400 million, so uh, they're pretty serious about that. And um, what that would let them do is instant demos and all sorts of different things. Not not that they would bet their entire console on uh, on everybody having fast internet that doesn't lag. I don't think they'll go to that point. 
Yeah, I can't uh, see someone taking that step. And Microsoft's makes... got a similar thing that they debuted in in the new office, uh, which is not the sexiest place to do it, but uh, oh, the they don't ninety stream. second load thing. Yeah, they don't stream screens. They stream you uh, bits of software, libraries, and uh, you know bits of code and assets and stuff. So that you launch the installer, and it shows you a little intro screen and video, and then all of a sudden you can open Word or PowerPoint or Office, and it keeps filling in the software behind it before you click on the menus and so on. Huh. It's kind of a clever thing. It's cool. Yeah, they're going to a subscription-based thing, too. Yep. And then one of the rumors on the Xbox, uh, there was a bunch of leaks that looked like just a bunch of people spitballing, throwing things at the wall, but one of the ones that looks a little bit more plausible is the idea of having multiple cores and multiple GPUs and maybe having two versions of your console, the the cheap one and the nicer one that can be higher res or something like that. So there'd be like the, really? There'd be a, a division in the marketplace in regards to hardware capability? Yeah, and I think I think that's fine if there's a few. You know, it's like the iOS hardware platforms, there's four or five, people can handle that. When you get to uh, 15 screen sizes. And... Sure, but I mean, like, um, okay, so, like, what is it, uh, Infinity Blade or something like this that you can't yeah. play on the third gen, but you can play on the fourth gen, right? Yep. I mean, you do end up with fragmentation. Um, yeah. So, like, Call of Duty then wouldn't be able to be played on the low-end one, potentially, or something. Well, so that, I don't think they'll do that, and especially not on a big product like that. They would never right. cut out that audience. So I think it'll be like you know high res versus low res. Oh, like you could do the, the the extra better textures or something like yeah. that. Yeah, shaders. Yeah, I think I think that's the easiest way to kind of do the two two levels. But interesting. It's uh, it, it's interesting to think about because everybody's releasing these ninety nine dollar boxes. It's basically everything in a high end phone minus a screen, and. Uh, you know that's just getting cheaper and cheaper as you go. Yep. So you could you could glob four of those together eventually, and uh, so we'll see what we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I'm and really- yeah, like like we said before, they're all competing against the the low prices and the you know free free to start, free to play kind of stuff that's going on on mobile. Yeah, they got to tap into that. I don't know. Well, Wii U, I don't think is going to, but hopefully they can get their their online marketplace at least functional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you don't just never look because you don't care. They started uh, running a weekly sale over the weekend, which is a big move for them huh. to get people to show up every weekend. Yeah, still not going to look. <laughs> Still not gonna look. Could work though, for some. I'm trying to think of anybody that I know that actually gives a crap about their Wii, and I, I can't. Even the neighbor guy down the road that I would say, I do pro- probably should. Um, not the online. I can't think either. of a, a single person that cares. I do. Nobody. I don't. No nobody. one does. I'm just saying. No one does. Nobody of any value cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the truth comes out. All right, Tori. Yeah. You're right. Do you own any other consoles other than the Wii? Nope. 
Okay. No, I because yeah, I know you're a sleeper. Well, and I just feel like my PC can do pretty much everything uh, except for what a Wii can do. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm ignoring a move, and uh, and the Connect would be cool except you can get it for your PC now that you can get the games on there. The only thing I hate is the exclusivity of the PS3 and Xbox and and, and Nintendo. True, true. But uh, yeah, depends on how much you care. Like um, some of those things that, like, okay, so with a console like an Xbox or a PS3, you could play the new Grand Theft Auto game, but you couldn't on PC or something. That's the only place. But it depends on if you really care about that experience or not. Yeah, I'm. I'm more interested in like the gameplay. Uh, and Nintendo just seems to be more innovative as far as gameplay. I'm not saying all their games are that great, but. Um, they just offer something that the other consoles don't seem to be doing, other than they connect. But so, yeah. like, all right, I know you really like um, the Super Mario. Uh, the it? Galaxy? No, 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 no. Super Mario Land. What's the the four player side scroller? Oh, the new Super Mario Brothers. There you go, new Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah. And you know that's okay game. And I um, I went and downloaded the demo for Rayman Origins. Mm-hmm. And it's super similar, and that we I ended up going out and buying that game because I think it's fun. The kids. Rayman Origins is fantastic. Yeah, it's a pretty good game. So there's just something about what it kicks into that music, da da or whatever. I just love it. Sing it. Yeah, that's as much as I can do. Tori would probably be able to do it, but he only has a Wii, so he can't. (laughs) Wii. Is it on Wii? I think so. No, the controls have to be atrocious. Oh, that's the other thing. I actually like the controllers better because it's split, so my hands aren't like angled in all the time. So it actually feels more comfortable in my hands. So, yeah, well, I hated um, the opposite of me. Yeah. Oh, really? I I like that to a certain extent, but I hated it in Mario Galaxy where I had to shake the thing in mm. order to do an attack. I hated that. Absolutely yeah. hated it. Like, I don't like that. Mm. I don't want to have to shake the remote. It has motion controls. How else are you gonna do it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, there's no reason to do just arbitrary choices, which, which, admittedly, that they have done. But yeah, we revolutionized gameplay. I mean, there's no way to. Oh. Um, but but it's it's uh, it's a uh, whatever. Everybody has their preferences, and uh, I just like the Wii. And, oh, um, it's got its experience. It's definitely an awesome place in in gaming. That's for sure. Well, how about we close her down there then? That sounds good. Sounds good to me. Word. So Chris, Chris, thank you very much for joining us. And Zach, thank you as well. No problem. Ed, thank fun. you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, thanks, everybody, for, for joining me. And um, check us out on, uh, what is the website address? We never really pump it that much. I-G-D-A, I-G-D-A-T-C.org. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Which actually is getting a little bit more interest than normal, which I'm sort of surprised about. Oh, yeah. It's because I won. Thanks, guys. On Facebook? Because <laughs> you're on Facebook? Yeah. It's all those pictures of kitties. Oh, I know. <laughs> They're so cute. Yeah. All right. All right. Good evening, folks. Adios. Good night. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks, everybody.
Do we have to start over? Are we done? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And now your moment of Zen. That was a great podcast. I can tell you're all probably crying in quiet solitude right now. And... Well, I think I think the dress rehearsal went well. Should we start uh, recording? Oh God! Don't even. Say that. <laughs> 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 oh, <man>. really? <laughs> What's this big red button do? Yeah. Oh, it's there we shiny. go. Start. Oh, uh, I do have one PC bit of news. Um, there's a new Java update this week. Hmm. You guys get hmm. that? Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Thanks. I thought I'd uh, share that. Roll out. It seems like every time I turn my damn computer, there's another one. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I just tease it around. What's happening over there? Are you okay? <laughs> Can you hear my cat going crazy right now? Yeah. <laughs> He's playing with a little mouse. He's just running around like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh...